I gotta find a Christmas shirt that's like a, got the menorah on it. Can you do that? Do they have such a thing? Well, it wouldn't be a Christmas, Christmas shirt. shirt then. <laughs> what kind of question <laughs> is that? <laughs> Thank you for joining us for the PEBCAC podcast, a weekly information security show featuring some all-around good people. It is week 52 of 2022. That's right. This will be the last podcast of 2022. My fantasy football season got absolutely destroyed, but thanks to Cooper Cup. I'm Chris Louie. With me, I have our resident Florida man and co-host, the Cloud God, who I got to see for all of 10 minutes last week. But it was the best 10 minutes of your life, right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> debatable, but debatable. Thanks for the invite. And I appreciate it. Glenn did try to meet up you with me, but come. I ended up getting busy. So it didn't work yeah. out. Sure. Next time. And we have Glenn Medina, our resident California man, getting ready for the holidays. Dude. Totally excited and stoked this year. I mean, it's, it's Christmas. In actually, when this comes out, it'll be Christmas already. But yeah, totally excited. You guys can't you definitely see got it. the sweater and the spirit for it. Yeah, but what's even more exciting is is who is on the cast with us, and I'll let you uh, uh, announce him. Well, before we even go, like we have to kind of like talk about like what you look like, like the plane, the plane. I don't, I, I can't put it together just yet. <laughs> what the heck? Florida man, <laughs> he looks like a candy cane. I am a candy all... cane. Are you I'm really sweet sweet. and good? Yeah, that's how good I am. <laughs> and sticky. And, st- and sticky. Oh. <laughs> and nobody what likes them. <laughs> Everyone wants to know. Yeah. Hello, hello. Our guest this week. Yes, that's right. We do have a guest this week for the last pod of the year, and it is none other than the man, the myth, oh, wow. the legend, Todd Morton. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. After 92 episodes, we are finally able to have our fourth host on the show. Wow. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on, and I'm glad we got you before episode 100. So, Todd, would you like to introduce yourself? I would. I would. Thank you for that glorious introduction, Mr. Louie. Guys, thanks for having me. Much appreciated. Uh, yeah, so Todd Morton. Uh, I am an SE manager at Zscaler. Uh, my, uh, my career started way back in network engineering for the Department of Defense in the Navy. And then I moved over to uh, network architecture at Yahoo, and then moved over to the uh, vendor side where I was, I was uh, slinging application delivery controllers and eventually made my way over to Zscaler. Uh, for the, about the past five and a half years as an SE, and again as an SE leader uh, for the past year or so. So thanks for having me, boys. I appreciate it. Hey, yeah, better exactly. late than never, but why the hell did it take 92 episodes, Mr. Morton? I know, right? Well, you know, I, I don't think the invitation was authentic until recently. So, so now I, I feel the love truly, and uh, here I am. So does that mean then you'll be on more than just this one time, Todd? Oh, so this is not a this is this is a recurring open invitation. In that case, yeah, I would love that for sure. You're the founder. You're, you're a founder. You just yeah. didn't show up. Yeah, yeah. So you can't, you couldn't tell because this isn't a visual podcast. But the three of us usual co-hosts had this look of disgust when Todd said, "I never got an authentic <laughs> invite." <laughs> 
like, no, we always did. Yeah, I'm like some of those sales skills. Hold on, real quick. <laughs> you bat rastered. That's not true. So. It is not true. I admit, so, it is not true. Absolutely so that's not. maker's mark right here. And, uh, you know, you're driving me to drinking today, Todd. Thanks a lot. Oh. <laughs> Look at right, the size but, of that but, bottle. Todd, so much Todd, I'm so happy to have Todd, so happy to have an SE leader like you on the call. Like I said, when oh, you yeah. said SE manager, you're not a manager. You're a leader. Awesome to have you. Thank you. I appreciate that, guys. It's great to be here. Do you manage up or manage down? I manage all over the place, man. Oof. Wow. Sorry, guys. All right. And and suddenly it's turned into a drinking episode well, for, <laughs> for two of the people on. The maker's mark. Yeah, that, that's painful. Combined, we have decades of information security experience and here not just to educate, but to entertain. We've got four amazing stories for you this week. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. This is our last podcast of the year. And we want to thank you for making 2022 the best year yet. It's been fun and we look forward to spending 2023 with you. Today, we're going to open the show with a few closing the loops. Open up with Todd Talk. For our first topic, we'll discuss the state of ransomware at the close of 2022. Next, we have a clever researcher turning AV software into malware. For our third topic, Tom Clancy's NetForce is coming to real life. And close with things that are absurdly expensive. Closing the loop this week, FTX founder and head scammer Sam Bankman Fraud has been arrested by Bahamian authorities at the request of the U.S. government and will be extradited back to the U.S. to face trial for literally every white-collar crime there is. Wasn't it like uh, he, he would rather spend 115 years in jail in the U.S. than one more day in, in the jail? In the Bohemian prison? Currently? Yeah, or prison, <laughs> yeah. excuse me. Yeah. 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 What do you think? Is he going to end up going to one of those prisons with like a you know, chess playing and... Oh, the, the resort spot uh, yeah. type penitentiary? The club fed yeah exactly i just want to know like shouldn't there be more people indicted other than just him well he's the first he's yeah Yeah. he's responsible i'm sure there'll be more to come later what about his his lovely girlfriend that's over at alameda research right the ceo of alameda research she should be indicted as well yeah she's probably next i think they just want to get him because he's so high profile I'm just saying, a billion dollars, he could have pulled something way more attractive than that. Like, (laughs) I'm sorry. Ten billion. Be nice. I think. Be nice. (laughs) At his his peak, I think he was worth like 16 billion. Wow. Should we have a moment of of silence for the impact it had on Tom Brady? Guy's going through so (laughs) much right now. (laughs) He's 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 going through so much right now, this poor guy. Yeah. Let's give him a moment of silence. Yeah. All right. Go on. About as much as we give them. Exactly. Uh, well, I tried enabling end-to-end encryption for my iPhone, so they uh, Apple rolled out iOS 16.2. I got the warning when I tried to enable that literally every device on my iCloud account has to be updated, which includes a bunch of iPads, Windows boxes, Apple Watch, and Macs, so I'll have to do that first before enabling end-to-end encryption for iCloud, but I will get back to you on how that goes. Timeout. What the hell is on a Windows PC that needs to be updated. The iCloud agent. So I have Windows machines that sync with my iCloud account. Yeah. There's an iCloud agent for Windows? Most definitely. Yeah. Wow. What are you doing with a Windows device, Chris? What yeah. the heck? Yucky. Yeah. Gaming PC. Oh. Can you answer iMessages on it? No. Nope. Nope. Oh. 
Nope. Still. Just yeah, for, that, just that requires, synchronizing. Yeah. yeah, that requires Apple hardware for the E to E stuff on iMessage. So why do you have this installed on your Windows computer again? What, what sync benefit? Sync files. Like all my work files that are uh, all, actually, all my non <laughs> my non confidential work go. information <laughs> get synced to depending on you know, what machine I'm using gets synced over. Self incriminating. Luckily you get to edit, so we're good. <laughs> Data residency, we know where it's at. <laughs> a california couple was saved after their car crashed into a canyon and tumbled 300 feet they were out of cell service but the iphone detected the crash and used that new fancy emergency sos service to contact the authorities that's the new service that allows them to use satellite uh, satellites instead of cell towers is that an ios update or is that an actual iphone 14 physical device thing that you need to do that. I think it might be both. It's both. Yeah. yeah. I, both. I I have a 13 and I've seen the SOS so when I wander out of signal range. I've seen SOS, so I don't know if it's applicable to 13s or not. I know for sure they introduced it on the 14s though. Yeah, something we should do a follow-up on. Definitely closing the loop on the next episode. All right, Glenn, your your task is to climb half dome, go to the top, fall off the edge, and then see if it it calls, calls us or not. That's right. I'll climb on my roof. <laughs> this just in, the Nokia 3310 that was in the car accident walked away unscathed. Yeah, very true. <laughs> it could still make calls because it had signal. <laughs> Have you ever heard the joke that somebody said if you ever feel useless just remember that somebody out there designed a case for the nokia 3310 oh there's so much use out of that and then the joke is the case was to protect the floor that makes sense (laughs) kind of like uh chuck norris when he does when he does push-ups he's actually pushing the earth down did you guys have a 3310 be honest have you guys no yeah i actually still have it i still have it in a drawer i never get rid of it i love that thing it's an antique yeah, I loved it. I just didn't like the the text feature capability because I didn't like. Yeah, call the Smithsonian. See what you can pull. Yeah. You don't like T yeah. nine? Yeah. Well, the reason why Chris uses it in case all the guns and other weapons and are unavailable in his house, he can just take that and throw it at the intruder, knock him out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <That's> right. <laughs> come and confiscate my Nokia government. A former T Mobile store manager was sentenced to ten years in prison in a twenty five million dollar phone unlock scam that involved phishing T Mobile mobile corporate employee VPN credentials to get access to the unlocking tool. Oh. You guys feel bad for him? Nah. Not one bit. I like this. I mean, 20, he made 25 million. He's probably going to get out in five years, maybe four years. Where's, where are they, where is this Good home behavior. Yeah. Is he in yeah. California? Prisons are overcrowded. Yeah. Might pick up an addiction or two, but life will be good. Who knew yeah, get points for creativity. 25 million? Yeah. Well, he would, is that how he much was he forced made? to pay restitution. So he made twenty five million, but he was forced to pay like a hundred million in restitution or something like that. So he doesn't get to keep it. But is he, he's not going to jail though, right? Is he? Is he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sentenced ten, 10 years. years. Federal yeah. county. Yeah. The... Is that is that the good prison though? That's uh, <laughs> or is that the federal? You know, what yeah, federal county? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He'll be hanging out. He'll probably be hanging out with Sam Bankman yeah. fraud. Yeah. Whatever his name is. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. I'm just gonna say this right now. Sam is in trouble. That dude, like he, yeah. he's gonna be holding on to someone's pocket. If you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gonna be holding a bunny ears. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he shaved his head while he was in jail. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think I'll have a choice. Yeah, I remember. You mean Theodore Bagwell? Yeah. From Prison Break? Teabag. Yeah, he's in it. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Wow. That came out of the archives. Wow. Yep. That's definitely going to happen. Thank you, Chris. Yeah. I got the reference. Well, for some background to our listeners, Todd is the fourth bestie in our group, and we've talked a lot about him on the show. And as Brian mentioned, he was supposed to be our fourth podcast host, but circumstances in Todd's life when we launched the podcast did not allow him to join for the first 92 episodes. So for our opening topic, I'll ask our guest, Todd, what's the best way to get out of a rear naked chokehold? Oh, wow. That's uh, that's uh, mildly related to cybersecurity, but we can get into that. Uh, yeah, so a rear naked choke uh, actually is called uh, hadakajime in Japanese. Um, and the truth about a rear naked choke is that once you have been locked into it, it is very difficult to get out. So number one is don't let it happen at all. Uh, with a with a hadakajime, you you never ever give your opponent your back. And and there's a kind of a mantra in martial arts that if I can see your back, I can take your back. So don't ever don't ever let anyone see your back. But if you find yourself in that situation, tuck that chin, control the choking arm. And there are some evasion techniques if you do find yourself in an RNC. Uh, but, but again, that's probably best suited for another podcast episode. But again, my guidance would be don't ever let it happen in the first place. Because once it's locked so, in, it, it's night-night. So if, if you were in a, in a real fight, w- would biting count as being an okay thing to do in order to get out 100%. of 100 percent. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That would definitely work for you. <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would just... Unhinged, man. Just, what? Never mind. I didn't know we we're doing that kind of fight. I'm out of here. Yeah. Reach behind you, grab an ear, rip an ear off. Doesn't matter. Fight's a fight. It's Just like get home safe. We're saying here at Z Scaler, you know, if it's reachable, it's breachable. You know, if you show <laughs> me your back, I'll get your back. That's right. That's exactly. Oh, that's a solid right. so question. I like that. My <laughs> second question for Todd We all have our year 2022 nicknames. I got the nickname the Human VPN or Mr. <laughs> Elastic, depending who you ask. That's right. Deech is Uncle Barbecue. Glenn is Boomerang. Todd, what's your 2023 podcast nickname going to be? And I have to preface this. The yes. Hebrew Hammer is already taken by none other than Guy Marone, a friend of the show. So That's you're going to have to pick something else. I really was hoping for that one. Okay, so nickname. Yeah, I, I, I thought about this, and a couple came to mind, which I'm not going to use, and I'll review those with you quickly. So it, it, it's not going to be Todd the Bod because I'm fat now, so we're going to pass that. Captain Captain Greybeard just doesn't make me feel good. Um, the, the the Jewish juggernaut just sounds lame. So, so Dude, we're, we're, that we're gonna... sounds great. I got to vote yeah, for Jewish awesome. juggernaut. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. What are you I, talking I about? I'm not sure if I want to advertise that one, uh, especially right now. You know, might might have Kanye knocking on my door, but anyway. So, so I, I think I might just go with uh, my my actual nickname that all my friends know me by, which is T Ball, which has to do with my complete lack of any athleticism. So when I was a kid playing T Ball, I missed it constantly. So, and as you know, T Ball doesn't move. So uh, T Ball is, is something that I'll actually uh, listen to and respond and respond to. So I might use that. But unfortunately, Todd, you don't get to name yourself. We get to name you. <laughs> so. I'll- I want to know why they call you the boomerang. There must be a story behind that. Oh, I thought he was going to come back to Z-Scaler after leaving. So I call him the boomerang. That's ah, it. Yeah. Okay. Well, in yeah. that case, you don't get to name yourself. So we're just going to call you Bob because all your other names are this lame. <laughs> Bob. That one's a, that's a good one. That's a solid hey, choice. Bob. 
How about Anthony? You know what I'm saying? Just kidding. Ooh. <laughs> or Cyberbob. Um, remember that? Cyberbob. The net. There you go. Yeah. <clears throat> Too funny. Yeah. Well, I know Deech had a list of questions, but he just walked away. Um, yeah. Wow. So, Crit, uh, so Todd, what is you know your favorite Christmas movie? <laughs> 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 oh wow um so for everyone listening todd is jewish not the other person so yeah go on so let me let me open this with by saying happy hanukkah to you deech and, and i hope on this third night of hanukkah your menorah lighting goes well shalom um <laughs> oh man favorite christmas movie i don't even know my god I, I, w- I was actually not allowed to watch those as a kid, so let me think about this. Um, it, does Home Alone count? Because that's probably the one that comes to mind. I mean, it's okay. Die Hard is the only appropriate message here that I would have, or movie that I would really? have accepted. Is yeah. that a we'll Christmas allow movie? Home Alone. Is yeah, that, heck that, yeah, it's a Christmas movie. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it is. Totally, 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 totally a Christmas movie. Totally or totally? Totally. totally. Yeah, totally. Totally. Okay. Totally, dude. Yeah, can I ask you for, oh, you said diehard. Okay, got it. Yeah. All right. My second follow-up question to kind of stay on par with the first one. When was the last time you hung the star on top of the Christmas tree? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. These, these, are, these are amazing. So, yeah, it's been a couple of years since I had a Hanukkah bush at the house. Um, in fact, I'm going to come up with the truth on this one and say it's never actually happened. <laughs> but that's okay. I do, feel, I do feel a little left out when I see all these happy Christmas decorations. My kids looked at me and say, "Why is our section so small at Target?" And I don't have a good answer for that. <laughs> Show them that South Park episode, the one of the really old school South Park when Kyle sings, "I'm a Jew on Christmas." <laughs> you guys remember that? I don't. No. Really? No. Huh. Right now, Todd's like, is he making fun of me or is it like sincere? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, like, I'm smiling, but I'm super it's like, angry. It's hard to be a Jew on Christmas. My friends don't let me join in any games. <laughs> All right. I'll send you the link. I'll post a, a link in the, the notes. All right. Those are the All two right. best questions I could possibly think about without putting you on blast. So, yeah. Both misses, right. by the way. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for the prep. <laughs> If if you're gonna go that route, then I'll I'll just continue on. What's your favorite pagan holiday then? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this time of year is great, regardless of your religion or whatever you do. I love this time of year. It's just That's a festive, awesome. friendly, loving type family. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I know. All right. Yeah, my pleasure. Well, my my question was serious. These two jokers took this way off topic. You so said, "Ask me anything, to... Chris." I know, I know. I, I have to be careful with that anything and these, these absolutes with, with you guys. All right, Todd. Like, How do you manage your money? What investment forms do you use? <laughs> do you have oh, a well-diversified 401k? Yeah. Oh, wow. Do you go yeah. with the HSA or the high-deductible health plan? Boring. <laughs> PPO all day. Do you, do you max out your 401k every year? <laughs> <laughs> or do you take triple tax advantage accounts? Oh no 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 no! No, you got you got to max it out. All right, for our first topic, this will be our ransomware story of the week. We are at the end of 2022, and our prediction for ransomware was: I feel right on target. 
at the beginning of the year, we said that ransomware would not melt down the internet, but also not disappear completely. And one interesting trend we're seeing is that ransomware groups are pivoting to other forms of extortion, which means their traditional double extortion attacks are no longer getting them paid. We did see a handful of high-profile ransomware and double extortion incidents, to name a few. Metabank, the Costa Rican government, LA School District, Optus, and who can forget the Lapsus gang just bursting out of nowhere hitting Ubisoft, Okta, Microsoft, Uber, Samsung, Rockstar Games, and NVIDIA. We don't have the numbers yet for 2022, but last year in 2021, we saw $1.2 billion change hands due to ransomware. We did not hear publicly of these tens of millions in ransoms like we did for JBS Foods or Colonial Pipeline. While I had some bad ransomware attacks in 2022, the majority of them did not pay the ransom. My question to you guys is, what's our 2023 prediction for ransomware? I think what's even uh, more amazing is that Sam Bankman Fried lost more, ten times more than that, <laughs> right? Maybe even like three, uh, like even sixteen, seventeen, twenty times more than that. It's amazing, and it's not amazing. I mean, the 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 creditor, the, the, their new CEO that's winding in operations, he says in his forty years of restructuring horrible and fraudulent companies, this is the worst he's ever seen. So it's not that surprising he lost all that money. Yeah, isn't that guy the appointed? C- is it appointed CEO that came in after Enron? Yep, Enron, yeah. WorldCom, some of the. He, he, and he wrote it. He's like, I've seen overseen some of the worst financial fraud and malfeasance, and this is FTX is nothing compared to you know what or these things were nothing compared to what I'm seeing here at FTX. Did you guys hear what uh, accounting software they were using? Yeah. I know what it is. <laughs> Begins with an I. Or... <laughs> yeah, QuickBooks. Can you believe that? Yeah. Like, that's just yeah. insane. Yeah. yeah. They said right. they had all their approvals done in Slack. Was also Slack using emojis. Yeah. Yep. Expense report approvals. Yep. I mean, I could, for that, I, I would gladly accept that we do that at our current place where we all work. That would be fun. Guys, that makes, yeah. this makes ransomware look so small. Right. I mean, if you yeah. look at what what just happened here. In terms of it? financial impact, yes. But in terms of dis- disruption, I would say ransomware is worse because you're seeing hospitals go down. You're seeing governments go down. Yeah. Potential True. physical well, harm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no one's feeling sorry for a guy that lost a couple million dollars who already has a gajillion dollars. Right. So Tom Brady. Yeah. Or Steph Curry. Yeah. My heart broke for the- Tom. I'm not gonna lie. <clears throat> the breach at Okta was through a uh, was that through a disgruntled employee or ex employee? It was through a third party. Okay. So many of these were actually done through third parties. So Lapsus breached a third party that had access into the parent company systems. So to answer your question, Chris, what are we thinking in 2023? I think that sophisticated type of attacks are gonna get a lot easier to execute. I think the bad guys are, are pretty creative. I also think that money will continue to be the, the bane of everyone's existence. So that's always going to be a target. And I would I would venture to guess that we will see some more stateside, uh, you know, increased attacks there as well. Stateside or state-sponsored? State-sponsored, excuse me. And stateside, yeah. why not? Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. It, F it, them it, all. That's, had a, that's yeah. also had a year-over-year growth, right, from 2022. I mean, from 2021. 
So if you look at it, I mean, it's on the it's on the increase, right? Of as far as what they've been able to accomplish. Uh, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think the amounts paid out is probably on the rise. The number of reported incidents might have gone down, and I think the average cost per incident has gone up. I mean, it would have been hundred times the hunting. cost, but Doge choked, uh, uh, tanked. So that's <laughs> true. Nobody's paying ransom in Doge. It was a joke, everyone. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that we're going to see. Um, I think the the quantity of APIs that are exposed in organizations is going to is, is going to become unwieldy, and I think that's going to become a new vector. Uh, these shadow or um, APIs that 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 organizations are unaware of. I think that's going to become uh, something new next year. I think the ransomware as a service and the hackers for hire is going to continue to increase there. So not necessarily a change, but an increase. Um, and then you're going to obviously still see more focused attacks on organization-specific technology stack, uh, as we've seen many times through the years against VPN concentrators and, and the like. So I think that's going to continue as well. And then lastly, just data loss is just going to just going to explode, unfortunately. And as a result of that. Uh, there's going to be, I think, new ways for adversaries to, to to monetize that. So should be a lot of the same, except more sophisticated and more quantity. It's the more things change, the more things stay the same. Kind of, yeah. The, the real question is, will my grandma put $5,000 in a brown bag at a Greyhound bus stop to help somebody out again? <laughs> the answer is yes. She's educate. already done it twice, so let's go for the three-peat. For our second topic, this was an interesting thought exercise, but a curious security researcher was able to turn antivirus and EDR software into disk wiping malware. That's right. The security, the security tools have turned against its owner and deleted massive amounts of data. The way he did it was really clever using a time of check, time of use, or a talk to vulnerability. The attacker would intentionally upload a malicious file to a certain location, let's call it C colon backslash temp. Once the AV or EDR product detects the malicious file, the attacker creates a Windows junction from C colon backslash temp to oh. C Windows System 32. Chris, so in it's Windows C colon whack, not backslash. Whack, whack. Backslash. Whack, whack. Yeah. Backslash. No, no, we say whack. Human beings say whack. Robots say backslash. Right. Backslash. Just like right. we say bang. Backslash is what? <laughs> I'm unapologetic. Backslash. In Windows, you can create a junction and link two directories together. So it's mainly for convenience. You can create a shortcut and you can copy files to that shortcut and it would actually move it to its long name, but you can create a junction. So basically when the, the AV or EDR software then deletes the file or folder, now, our more clever listeners would say, well, how can EDR delete a running process? Well, EDR vendors thought of that. A malicious actor would exploit it and create a, the EDR vendors create a feature that will ask a user to reboot the machine to release the open handle and get rid of the file in safe mode. So the attacker successfully turned AV and EDR software into disk wiping malware for six of the 11 security software solutions tested. Very clever and very cool research. So is a Windows Junction, is that like an alias in Linux? Something like that, yeah. yeah okay. It's like a, a pointer to another place on the file system. Well, yeah. shame on the AV for deleting the folder. That was That's that's rookie moves right there. Should have just deleted the, the problematic file. That would have solved all these issues. So six out of 10 of you guys are idiots. 
No one disagrees. See, we all we're all in consensus here. Absolutely. Anybody want a cigar? That, that means six out of ten thought the same process about about folder structure and file structure, right? Yeah, six out of eleven. They tested eleven vendors, and that means more than half failed this test. What what are the what are the possibilities that six of the ten worked at another former company that just brought on the same process that they took from their previous company? I'd say probably hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Relatively high. <laughs> yeah. Or the common theme is just a total lack of imagination that no one would have thought that somebody would use a Windows juncture to yeah. make the, the A V software delete the file system. Right. Yeah. Even if you weren't able to delete all the files without the reboot, I, I guarantee you upon reboot you'd have a lot of problems deleting sys thirty two for sure. Yeah, if you can get to delete something like the master boot record or overwrite it or do something like that, that's really all you need to corrupt the computer. But also, I think this might not be as sophisticated because when you technically when you delete a file, you're deleting the 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 file allocation table to it. The file still exists, so you could just use disk recovery mal uh, software to recover it. But that's just super inconvenient. Mm. You nerd. Yeah, and beyond most people's knowledge. Yeah, true. It's not like Hermetic Wiper or some kind of sophisticated disk wiping malware that completely trashes the file system before it deletes it. Yeah. All right. Before we move on, Chris, I want you to say Hyundai. <laughs> Hyundai. <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> Todd, say it for us. Is it whatever Hyundai. he just said? Or... Yeah, it's Hyundai. There we go. Hyundai. 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 Another, Hyundai. Another, another reason why Chris is a robot. This explains why he can return search results so fast. He's been out of there, AI. He's got yeah, a built-in chatbot. So. <laughs> might have a lead on my 2023 nickname there. Yeah. Ah. For our third topic, I debated making this story closing the loop about our metaverse party fail last week, but I think this topic deserves its own section. Tom Clancy's net force is real, you guys. You will have law enforcement agents policing the metaverse to arrest anyone taking a screenshot of your NFT. Just kidding. The International Criminal Police Organization, better known as Interpol, has launched its own metaverse. Interpol Metaverse allows registered users to go on and tour their virtual headquarters in Lyon, France, interact with other officers via their avatars, and even take immersive training courses in forensic investigation and other policing capabilities. They want to make it very clear that VR is not just for gamers and nerds, but there are real law enforcement applications for the, the Metaverse. Gee, I wonder how much that costs to build and how many people are actually using it. I would say if they're using it, there's a high probability that they are virgins. Zero point zero. <laughs> yes. Zero point, point zero. zero. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're right. Congratulations to them for some forward thinking. It's got to be one of the loneliest places on the internet, Interpol's metaverse. So how much are they spending for Interpol agents that wear the Oculus headset all day and just wait for people to come into Interpol Metaverse to report a crime? Can we go on there and like, find out? You could try registering. I don't know if it's open to the public or if it's only for people in law enforcement. Do any of you guys actually own an Oculus? I mean, really, does anyone own an Oculus of you guys? No. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh. 
I I know one person that owns it, and he is a hardcore gamer. I get. I would probably get um, Vertigo, so I probably wouldn't own one, even if it was given to. I I probably wouldn't wear one, even if it was given to me. Yeah, like, I remember when the Oculus Quest Pro came out. I think this headset alone is like fifteen hundred bucks, and Zuck said something like, "This headset is going to replace your corporate laptop." And I said, that's a very bold claim. I can't even get on my iPad. Like, my iPad can do a lot, but it's no desktop replacement. I don't know how a VR headset's going to replace my work laptop. I wonder who he stole that idea from. Hmm. He zucked it. (laughs) He zucked it. Right. Yeah, you guys, I mean, would you guys ever go into the Oculus world? Or would you guys ever buy one even if it was like given away given to you i'm holding off for like ready player one type of interaction but i will be all in you give me that i'll have a full haptic suit with the spaceship cowboy seat and we're gonna have a good old time (laughs) you need the omnidirectional treadmill that's actually what i'm waiting for like a decent omnidirectional treadmill are those real are they i think they are so i don't know how i know they exist but i don't know how good they are yeah my my son actually has one, believe it or not, and he has he does have. I'm I'm gonna give a point here. He has a boxing game, and when you put on those goggles and and, the, and you know the controllers that you're using in your palm, it it has a little bit of a cool factor. I will say it's fun, but uh, that's far different than what we're talking about here. Is it like Mike Tyson? I'm afraid punch to punch a no? wall. Yeah, it's exactly like Mike Tyson punch. It. Yeah. Oh, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> Yeah, right, but the problem is going if you, on you Facebook punch right something now, that you shouldn't be punching, right? Like a wall, a TV, yeah. your yeah, sister, a partner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would no just safety get it. area. Yeah. A yeah. child. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like a legitimate way to do domestic violence, if you ask me. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> I was playing my game. I know the dinner wasn't hot, but it had nothing to do with it. La la. I, I can't hear you. <laughs> just for the usual ditch disclaimer, we do not condone domestic violence. Domestic violence bad. Yes. Yeah. We don't encourage wear, it either. But if you do, wear an Oculus hat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we make fun of it, but I do have to admire Interpol's forward thinking. Because if you remember when Bitcoin came out and became a thing in 2011, it took law enforcement over a decade to catch up just because they were not forward thinking enough about these technologies. So I salute their attempt at heading these threats off at the pass. All right, for our last topic, and it'll be a rotating topic every week. This week, we're going to talk about what is so ridiculously overpriced, yet you still buy. All signs point to the U.S. entering a deep recession in 2023. So let's hear what you're still willing to spend money on. So I have a bunch listed here, so I don't know if I want to steal any of yours. But uh, my first one here is healthy groceries, anything that's organic. Like you go to a Trader Joe's, you go to Whole Foods. If you want to find something that's organically grown, no pesticides, anything like that, it's it's insanely expensive. But if you want to eat healthy, that's the way you have to go. Wow, you, you're poor. My thing is like yachts, Lamborghinis, private jets. <laughs> and you're still willing to pay for those, Deech? Yeah, I mean, just keep adding on to them. No, of course not. That's good. <laughs> I would say, like, this might be humbling. Uh, ammo is still crazy expensive, but I keep buying it for some reason. Uh-huh. That's true. And then I I have a, I don't know what I would even call it. I draw the line. So when it comes to buying clothes, I really don't care whether it's shoes or underwear, 
pants, but I do believe that if you're going to buy uh, a shirt that might either have an American flag or something that's patriotic, that it must be made in America. So I found one company that actually does it, but the shirts are like 30 bucks. The hoodies are like 30 or around 60 and I keep buying them for whatever reason, but I'm, I'm weird like that. Support local, right? America first, baby. America. Yeah. I buy all my honey local too, just so we're on the same page. <laughs> I have a problem with gas. I'm going to lie to you. I can't go without it, but man, it sure is expensive. So, Eat more lentils. Uh, Wait. <laughs> Lentils? Lentils. <laughs> what is it? Lentils? I don't even know. I've only read it. I've never heard it. Been said lentils? Okay. lentils? Lentils. Yeah. I more lentils. lentils you here first. Yeah. yeah. No. Mr. Hyundai is dredging me all of a sudden. <laughs> You're not my real Hyundai. dad. Hyundai. You know, you know what comes to my mind is all the... I, so it's not an enormous amount of money, but it's the all the streaming services I have through my Apple TV that... 90% I don't even watch it. I continue to pay for them just in case something good comes around that I want to watch. Not a lot of logic there in my mind. But the other thing is um, I'm still a sucker for overpriced luxury performance sedans that will only take super unleaded and require $600 oil services. Why do I do that? I don't know. And $500 tires, right? Oh, yeah. Yes. Thank you. Each, thanks, thanks, for that. Each, yeah, each, thanks for that reminder. Each. Yes. <laughs> that he yeah. buys all four at the same time because he doesn't like them buying them individually. So, <laughs> yeah. can't have a yeah. mismatch. Yeah. Yes. But that, that's my answer to Mr. Louis's uh, inquiry. The streaming one is interesting because the streamers were supposed to come out and disrupt the cable industry, but then it, we, we've just come full circle and they've just become the cable industry. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Oh, but I do have an advertisement because I know you guys are curious about this. There is a new streaming service called HiFlix. Not Netflix, but HiFlix. So definitely check that out. Hebrew for <laughs> Netflix? <laughs> it might be. I'm going to try and get a sponsorship on this show. Oh, my God. It's five ninety nine a month. Hi-flix. Six bucks a month. And I have it. I don't, I don't even, yeah. It's, I can't even understand it. Yeah, whatever. <sighs> yeah, there. So the other one I want to call out. Glasses and contacts, I think, are insanely expensive. I don't know if a lot of people know this. I I get my glasses from Target, and Target has like all your who's who of eyeglass brands. So first of all, if you buy it through an optometrist, they're already insanely overpriced. But if you go to Target or Costco, you have like Oakley, Ray-Ban, Tiffany's, Versace, Coach, Chanel, Prada. Like They have all these different brands, but one company owns them all. There's a company called Luxottica that bought all these companies. And if you remember, when I was younger, like Ray-Ban, Ray-Ban was the sunglasses of the people. They were relatively affordable and people wore them. But now if you want a pair of Wayfarers, it's like 120 bucks for Ray-Ban Wayfarers. So what are you talking about? You just go to the boardwalk and buy them for like $10. <laughs> if you you don't want them to melt your eyeballs and have they just real say, UV protection. They just spelled Louis with a, with an E instead of an I, if, instead of an S. Roy-Ban. Louis Vuittons. Yes. <laughs> I know I got a no less. Yeah. You know what I don't understand is like, so like Amazon, Costco, Sam's Club, they keep imp- increasing their members pricing, like in member membership. But like I said, it's, it's, it's like, why, why, you know, in this time of things where, you know, you see shrinkage, they're, they're, you know, <laughs> they're just, uh, I just got out of the pool, Glenn. Yeah. Yeah. The, <laughs> the prices just keep going up. So I don't get it. So. Cause you'll keep paying. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Very sticky. Maybe I should stop one day. You should. We all should. We all should. 
yeah. eggs. So I don't want to sound like my parents say, well, back in my day. But eggs, I remember when you can get a dozen eggs here in California for 99 cents. You still can. Now, it, it's like five fifty. Like our gro- local grocery store, big box chain grocery store, the cheapest dozen eggs you can get there is like five fifty now. Well, I feel a, like you, two bucks, man. Yeah, you go down to the local local farm over here, you can get them for 99 cents for a dozen. So. All right, well, Glenn literally lives next to a farm, and Brian does not live in California. In California, we have a law here that says the chickens have to have enough room. To, there's a whole bunch of things that the chickens have to do, which increase the cost for the farmers, which then increase the cost for the consumers. Sounds like a Ponzi scheme to me. I know. You know what's what's interesting is uh, we just hired an SC, a federal SC, and her name is Natasha something. But she, I, I asked her, I was like, hey, where are you from? She's like, well, I was at CrowdStrike five years ago. I'm like, where have you been since then? She's like, I was homesteading. So she just like <laughs> said, screw it. I'm going to go live off the land. So she's more of a man than any of us. How cool is that? <laughs> it's true. Yeah, milk your own cow, grow your own food. Well, she, yeah. She's like, That's yeah, awesome. if, you, if I wanted to eat, I had to kill it. Like she's just like, she's very front. So she doesn't have to deal with the last thing I have on the list here. Electricity. Electricity is insanely expensive here in California for no apparent reason other than because they can. 37 cents per kilowatt hour. And I was just in Texas. And if you use more, it drops down to 8 cents per kilowatt hour. So if there's a reason uh-huh. to move to Texas, Todd, that's that's the answer. Full search. Cheap power. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you, know what, you know what would really make a lot of sense? How about we ban all gas vehicles and then not let people charge their vehicles that would make yeah. a lot of sense or have that blackouts does. in order for you not to be able to charge your vehicles so i think i'm paying 42 cents a kilowatt hour here so oh for any of our Jeez. listeners that <laughs> live in low cost power states we're paying about 42 cents here which makes solar a lot more attractive the the payback is way quicker here that is crazy expensive chris that's a lot yeah, but we only got one option, Pacific Gas and Electric. Like You don't like it? Tough. Live off the, the grid. I think I'm going to be able to get a generator. So <laughs> Then you have to buy expensive gas here in California, uh, so you're, yeah. you're hosed either way. Corn oil. Corn oil. Maybe I'll do it out of corn, corn oil. Corn oil. <laughs> <laughs> we continue to get great comments about our dad joke of the week. Dad joke of the week. This week, our guest Todd is up. Ah, okay, so, all right, so so hopefully you guys haven't used this before, but uh, these are two solid go-tos that I use all the time. So, why do seagulls fly over the sea? Why? Because if if, if they flew over the bay, they'd be called bagels. Hold on, hold on. And and then last one, why why what do clouds do when they become rich? They make, what, 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 they make it rain. They make it rain. Oh, <laughs> coming from the, the SE the leader. Okay. <laughs> That's oh, a good man. one, Todd. Thank you. Thank you. All right, to wrap things up, it took Todd ninety-two episodes to finally make it on the podcast. Ransomware is here to stay, but will not cause the end of the world. Attackers are turning AV software into disk wipers. Interpol launches into the metaverse, and there are way too many things that are overpriced. That's all we have for this week. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. You can find us all on LinkedIn. Links will be in the description. Follow us on Instagram at Podcast. 
thank you to all our listeners and subscribers who rate us five stars in the iTunes store and Spotify and left us a review. We appreciate you all spreading the word to help grow the show. The best way to find us is to search for the PebCAC podcast on your favorite podcast listening app. My co-host Brian Deach and Glenn Medina and our guest Todd Morton. I'm Chris Louie. Thanks for listening. We'll see you all next weekend. As always, have a nice day. Bye, Felicia. The moon landing was fake. <laughs>